When you do see John Holmstick, it does not look as impressive as it should. No, oh, it looks like a regular guy's dick, which is a, a discredit to John Holmes' enormous penis. <laughs> the United States Supreme Court has described it as dirt for dirt's sake. We describe it as dirt for money's sake. Homosexuals, lesbians, sadists, masochists, and other sex deviants. This moral decay weakens our resistance to the onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. I'm Katie. And I'm Claire. And this is You Like That? The podcast where I make Katie watch Golden Age pornography and talk about it. All right, welcome to You Like That. Katie asked for something spooky. So today we're going to cover Dracula Sucks, and we actually have a guest, Dan Beckner. You're something of a Dracula yourself. I am something of a Dracula myself. I've been called a Dracula, um, both uh, as a compliment and frequently uh, in a sort of derisive fashion. Um, Mm -hmm. I keep Dracula hours. I have kind of a Dracula physiognomy. So (laughs) yeah, you you could say I'm a bit of a Dracula. And you're also, people may know you from what? You're in like a bunch of, how many Canadian bands are you in? I am in, let's see, there's... There was Handsome Furs. I'm in Wolf Parade. Uh, there's Arcade Fire Operators. Uh, so various solo endeavors. A bunch, a bunch of Canadian bands. And you're on a bunch of podcasts too, right? Yeah, I have um, Bottleman, which is a podcast about Canadian politics and and like geopolitics. But occasionally we make people, uh, we make Americans watch Canadian TV, which is really fun. Like Corner Gas. Yeah, it's and and the RoboCop TV show. I mean, I forgot. Just really I bad. About the RoboCop TV show. Robot Cop. And then uh, I have another podcast called Fortune Kit, um, which is a music podcast. And all three hosts, of my, uh, myself included, of that podcast have been blocked by um, engagement firmer Eric Alper. So, oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's Apparently he can dish it out, but he can't take it. So He cannot take engagement. He cannot take it. All right. Before we go any further, Katie? You watched any yes, good porn lately? Yeah. What'd you watch? Well, I watched this porn. Not that you know I'm not asking you about this. You know what I'm asking I know. you. I know. I know. All right. Uh, yeah, I watched some gay porn recently that was pretty great. I feel like I'm I'm sorry, I can't you're you're just never gonna dig it out of me the way you want to. You can't give me can you just give me like one detail? Like how many people were in the scene? Well, there were many, there were a couple of, it dep- <laughs> look, it was involved. There was some stuff happening. People were uh-huh. fucking, it was great. It was a nice time. Was it men? But, well, yeah. Okay. But, but it was no Dracula sucks. I'll tell you that much. Well, nothing is. Not much right? is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Dan? Do you watch porn? I do. Um, let's see. I was on tour. Um, oh yeah. How's that work on tour, Dan? Oh, well, okay. I'll tell you exactly how it works on tour. Once you get to a certain level of touring, you get your own hotel room and you hope that you have a day off. And you also hope that you are not in a hotel that has, say, like a Italian grade internet connection. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Yeah. You also start to realize like like these little details like if you're staying in a like a four star I would say like 
like a Best Western Plus kind of or Hyatt, maybe not Hyatt, but like, you know, the kind of hotel. It's not quite like a really fancy hotel. It's like a business traveler hotel. Yeah. Like fake fancy. So a lot of those, a lot of those hotels, especially if they're around an airport, will have like business grade internet options. So they, they'll have like free internet, which is good for like checking your email, Mm -hmm. but maybe not good for streaming like 1080p porn. So. Okay. So if you find yourself in a hotel that has decent internet, what do you usually watch? I mean, I'm pretty all over the place. So, uh, I guess what was, yeah, I think the last, the last sort of leg of, uh, the tour, the last round was, was just basically doing the thing where you open like a hundred tabs and never finish anything. Thank you. What is this? Katie, now describe this. It's called, Katie, it's called the burden of choice and it's real. Oh my God. Because you're like, because there's so, you have, you have, so many you have choices. Anal- you have analysis paralysis for porn. Yeah, well, it's too many options. It's a crisis of like late capitalism, right? Like you're on. The, oh, I can, on, oh my god! There you're it is. On I already the thing. see where we fucking. It's gonna be. I knew it was gonna be a, either a political tangent into the the horrors of late stage capitalism or an argument about fucking dinosaurs. Like I knew it was gonna be one of the two. One of the two. We're well, already, we're already there. I'm not, here, I'm not here to debate anyone about, you know, say the brain size of a stegosaurus. Uh, I feel, okay. We're get, I feel like you're skirting the question, though, which is like, what kind of porn do you like? Just like, give, give me a category. I don't know. I uh, Lately, I like kind of amateur stuff, but not like, not like OnlyFans amateur stuff. Like, like just raw, like... Uh, people fucking in their house stuff. Um, okay. But I have to be in a specific kind of mood for that because if I'm if I'm not, the detail, like the ambient detail just makes me kind of sad. Sure. Yeah. Claire likes to say there is, there's, what do you say? There's beauty in the mundane. No, there's, what is there, it? Or it's like there's eroticism in the mundane. There's eroticism Some bullshit yeah. like that. Some yeah. stupid <laughs> shit like that. Some fucking bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I guess I either want it on the extreme end of that spectrum or the complete opposite, which is just like total fantasy, you know, like. Which is this, which is Dracula yeah. sucks, right? Yeah, this exactly. Is, this is not tethered to reality at all. I guess I have to say what I've been watching. So I actually, I made a choice the other night. So I got a TV that lets me cast anything to it. So I was like, great, this is going to be a luxury experience. I'm not going to watch it on my phone. I'm going to cast it. And even though I, so I have the DVD. For some reason, I decided I wanted to watch Water Power. And I know I have that DVD, but I didn't want to hook up the DVD player. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to cast it. But I couldn't find, I found a version that like looked good. But then when Jamie Gillis started talking, he was speaking French or something. I was like, oh, this won't work. I never found like a good copy of Water Power to watch. And instead of getting my DVD player, because I was already, you know, I was there. I just decided to cast like some fucking gangbang shit <laughs> again, <laughs> as one does. What you need is you need the uh, the like Russian dub of Water Power where it's just one guy doing all the voices. I don't think and, I need and the original dialogue exists, but he's just shouting over top of it. Sure, sure. Yeah. That sounds yeah, that sounds inviting. Mm-hmm. Fun. So, 
So I have a question about why we picked this specific one. Basically, I came to Claire and I was like, I want to do something spooky for Halloween. I really like Halloween. I feel like neither of us is really doing anything. We're not dressing up this year because we're fucking old. Yeah. (laughs) That's very silly. But, you know, I mean, like, I wanted like a spooky vibe. But this is like kind of the one of the more prominent horror porn crossover films, right? Do I have that right? I mean, there's a lot of vampire-themed porns, but this is, in my mind, the most classic. Because it is, it's, it, follows, it follows Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, pretty faithfully. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the book, actually, because I was homeschooled. But I assume you two have read the book. <laughs> Yes, I was Yeah, I mean, I haven't read Dracula since I was probably in college. And I, it, it's like we did a very close queer reading for like a comp lit class or something that I took. But I had a really difficult time following the movie's narrative. <laughs> the movie's narrative is entirely fractured. And it's hard to tell whether that's like <laughs> on purpose and sort of an expression of surrealism. Because I know the director like... Director actually has, you know, there is like an artistic core to this guy, right? There's a vision. Oh, yeah. But or that it's budget plus incompetence that and, you know, maybe it's all three. And and it, it gives like a really, really great vibe to the movie. Yeah, it's a great vibe. It is hard to follow. The director, Philip Marshak, he directed about 10 porn films and then some horror films. One of the film, one of the porns he directed is called Blue Ice, and it stars Herschel Savage as a detective, which I love. I, my, one of my favorite things is Herschel Savage playing a detective. But yeah, just a little background on him. He was born in 1934 in the Bronx. He did a little time in the Navy during the Korean War. He worked as an electrician for his father. And then he studied acting with Maxine Marx at the Lee Strasberg Theater in New York, acted at a huge stage productions. And then he moved to Los Angeles, where he worked as an assistant for Jerry Lewis and opened Georgie Girl, which was one of the first gay bars in Los Angeles. The Jerry Lewis thing makes sense because, you know, like, at least from watching Dracula Sucks, like, there's so much just absurd slapstick shit in this movie. Oh, yeah. There really is. A lot is. of slapstick. Also, though, like, there's there are a lot of different versions of this movie. Like, Vinegar Syndrome has released two cuts. One is the 95-minute version, which is what we watched. Mm-hmm. Even though this version never got a theatrical release, according to IMDb, it is the first edit, and it's considered to be the most coherent version of the movie. I wonder what the process of like degradation was within the editing room, where they were just like, okay, well, this isn't working, and then they just took a giant bong rip and were like... And just cut it all up. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the 74-minute version, which is released as Lust at First Bite, it uh-huh. has alternate footage... The scenes are reordered. They're edited differently. Renfield is portrayed as a homosexual, which I feel he reads pretty gay he in kinda, this one, too. Does it, somebody already comments that he's he's gay, right, in the film? What? No, Renfield calls someone else gay. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. He calls he's him a, a virgin. Yeah, he yes. calls him a homo. He calls uh, himself a virgin. Yes. Yes. But apparently in the 74-minute version, the sex scenes are a lot longer and more explicit, but the biting in the blood is nowhere to be found. Ah, uh, so they had they had a fork in the road for uh, the vision, the artistic vision. Oh, there's also an Indian version called American Dragula, which is 65 minutes. 
devoid of any sexual content, nudity or violence, and insert scenes from Ghoulies. Hell yeah. That Holy sounds like a shit. ride. I need, to, I need to see that. I need to see that. Yeah, the maybe we should next. watch that. <laughs> we'll put it in the group chat. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, and then there's a UK version, which is, of course, all fucked up because they fuck uh, up everything. Uh, bleh, bleh. Boo. Tomato, tomato. Terrible. Yeah. I usually do like a historical background about one person, but there's just too many people. There's too many stars. All the yeah. stars are here. All the stars are out for Dracula sucks. I was going to say, there's so many. First of all, there's so many stars that Claire adores. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got Gillis. Not the least of what. Yeah, I was going to say that. Least of, God forbid. We watch Did a you guys know? Fucking Gillis. You asked for something spooky. This is the one we'd already been talking about recording anyway. I can't That's help true. it that Gillis is an excellent casting choice for Dracula. Mm-hmm. It's true. I do want to say very quickly, though, the, mm-hmm. the number of, of people in this porn made it very difficult to follow on a one-for-one yeah. one kind of basis to Stoker, in my it's a, opinion. It's a, it's a real ensemble cast, and because of, <laughs> uh, let's say, the, uh, the, the narrative choices made in the script, some of these characters aren't entirely fleshed out, or maybe the director... <laughs> Thinks that you're supposed to know them because you know Dracula so well, right? Which, yeah, they weren't fleshed out. No pun intended. It, and it makes it it makes it hard to follow. And because of the way that the sex scenes are shot, which we'll we'll get to later, uh, I'm sure, it kind of compounds it because you can't even really use at least male physical anatomy to tell the performers apart. We will talk about that in a moment. We will talk about that in a moment. Yeah. But just to real quick, so people can kind of try to follow along, because again, so many people. Jamie Gillis as Dracula, Annette Haven as Mina, John Leslie as Dr. Arthur Seward as John Leslie, mm-hmm. Serena as Lucy Webster, Kate Parker as Dr. Sybil Seward. Oh, real quick, we should take a moment to say, rest in peace, Kate Parker. Yeah. She sadly yes. passed away last week, and she was not only an icon and just a consummate professional and really great actress, but she was just like a nice kind person. And I know she will be missed by people in the industry, but she plays Dr. Arthur Seward's sister, Dr. Sybil Seward, who I don't think is a character in the novel. Then we have John Holmes as Dr. John Stoker. That guy's not in the book either. Mm-mm. Mike Ranger as Dr. Peter Bradley. Mike Ranger actually stars in Taboo with Kay Parker as her son. And we'll talk about, Katie, we'll talk about Taboo later. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get into it. Taboo. You're not ready for Taboo yet. Then we have Paul God. Thomas as Jonathan Harker, who's the Keanu Reeves character. I know that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Richard Bullock as Richard, Re- as Richard Rentenfield. Weird thing is that Bullock is actually a porn actor, but he doesn't do any fucking in this movie. He has no yeah. sex scenes. He does a great job as Renfield, too, I gotta say. He is good. No, he's fantastic. Yeah. But he has oh, good he's wonderful. He's like the best, most exciting part to watch about this film. He's a cr- He's really? got the range. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. And then we have Seika as Nurse Betty Lawson. Again, I don't think Nurse Betty Lawson is in the book. And then we have Bill Margold as Henry. And speaking of Bill Margold, that kind of leads me to my next point, which is I have a quibble with this movie. And Katie, can you guess? Can you guess what my what I what, what annoyed me about this movie? 
No. I'll give you a hint. It relates to the cum count. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there wasn't enough head. No, I don't, I don't know. Goodness. What, what, goodness. <laughs> that's another point. You know what? That's a good point you make. There also wasn't <laughs> enough head. <but> we'll, <laughs> that's not what I was thinking of. I was, the, I was like, oh, you know, I, I can't imagine. No, I have no idea. Tell me. Dan, Dan, you want to take a guess? I know what it is because I had this the same issue with it. What is it? The, there are no cum shots in this movie. There's one. That's it. There's another quibble which relates to the cum shots, which is that... I don't think it's a cum shot. There's not enough... There's just not enough dick in this movie. Nope. Oh, of course and, I wouldn't have caught that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I have to say that it takes a specific type of like incompetence in blocking and uh, just general shot composition to make John Holmes' dick look normal. Yes. There's that. There's so much so good weird. dick. There's so much good dick in this movie. Gillis, Leslie, John Holmes, Bill Margold even. Bill Margold had an incredible dick. Like, even Mike Ranger. They all have great dicks. And this movie does not show it's them not, enough respect. It's not centering, it's not centering the dick. No, um, there there should have been there should have been more screen time. And again, yeah, the when you do see John Holmes dick, it does not look as impressive as it should. No, it looks like a regular guy's dick, which and there's, is a, a discredit to John Holmes' enormous penis. You know, because like, he did not have a he did not have a regular. I mean, there's there's some back and forth as to how big it really was. People, some people say his ex wife said it was. 10 inches. He said it was 13 and a half. Someone said it was 16 at one point. I don't think it was that, 16. That seems like a bit of an exaggeration, but let's talk about that cum shot. Cause like, so there's an animated cum shot that I thought while I was watching it, I was like, Oh, that's the Dracula is coming. And that's a lot of cum. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. Are you talking okay. about the fire where they're in the fire? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can, we can hold the that dream sequence in the fire. We, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that specifically in a minute, but I don't think there are any true cum shots. You see cum, cum, quote unquote, cum, who knows? It could be lotion. There's mm -hmm, no way to know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you never see any anyone ejaculate, in my opinion. Up for debate, but like, yeah. Up for we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Okay, before we start talking about the scenes, I'm going to do the cum count. There are six instances of penetrative sex, five instances of pussy eating, four blowjobs, three fake cum shots, three instances of boob biting, two instances of titty sucking, one instance of dick biting, one instance of pussy biting, one instance of car sex, one instance of perceived necrophilia, one instance of incest, one random dick out for no real reason, one instance of implied female urination, one instance of sucking on a tit that has come on it, one instance of male-on-male -male forced dick choking, I think. Mm -hmm. And one instance of rubbing balls on a woman's face while howling. So. Claire, that was so specific. <laughs> I got real specific with it, yeah. I say, perceived, I say perceived necrophilia because she's undead, but he thinks she's dead. We'll talk about that scene in a little bit. But from his, he, he thinks he's doing a necrophilia. Oh, yeah. So he that, thinks he's doing a necrophilia. He, necro, he thinks a necrophilia is going on. <laughs> but again, there's just like a lot. There's a lot of instances where like things are implied rather than shown. Yeah, yeah. You it's know? a real. It's a real um, tell don't show. Yeah, exactly. And I think in a porn, 
Like, I didn't know I cared so much about seeing cum shots, but apparently I do because I was infuriated. I have a theory, uh, actually, why why that that is, why this movie is the way it is. And I think it's backed up by the fact that there are multiple versions of it, like multiple edits that are mm-hmm. sort of radically different in tone, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I think because the director filmed, you know, straight up non-pornographic horror films, I think what they were trying to do was basically either they hadn't decided whether it was going to be like a hardcore movie or they wanted two edits, one that was like a horror comedy and the other that was like a porn that had horror comedy elements, you know? Right. I think there is a rated R version too. That totally makes sense. Cause when I was watching it, I was like, there has to be like a softcore version of this because it feels like, it feels like a softcore movie. I actually agree. I, I think that like this, this kind of like, dovetails nicely with the conversation that we had about the porn that we watched for our last episode, Mascara, which is that during this time, like we had a bunch of filmmakers wanting to kind of like bridge the gap between pornography and like filmmaking in the more traditional straight film sense. And I think that this one kind of does that. Like it, not in the same way that Mascara does, because that is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And I think it's beautiful, but, and this one was just very chaotic <laughs> as much as I love Dracula, like the novel, <laughs> like this was crazy, but it was a lot of fun to watch. And there were points at which I was like, oh, I forgot that I was watching a porn. I thought that I was just watching a very silly horror movie from the seventies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely, it has the vibe of like a goofy seventies horror movie, which I am, you know, I'm all about. That's what I watch other than porn. I guess I just want my horror to be horror and my porn to be porn. And I want my porn to have dick in it. You don't want them mixed up. But there's so much crossover. No. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. But um, really, my only complaint is just, I know what these dicks look like. And this movie did not do them justice. But He's anyway. not representing those dicks. No. And anyway, let's get into the movie itself. So we have that first shot. This was filmed in the California high desert. And you can can really tell. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) And at first, it just it doesn't feel quite right that we're the desert. Interesting thing about Castle Ranch, a lot of things were filmed there, a few Dracula things, including Blood of Dracula's Castle or Blood for Dracula's Castle Uh, and an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, which one? Buffy versus Dracula. Oh, that's my girl. Classic. So a lot of lot of Dracula centric stuff. So we have them coming up in a yellow cab and Renafield and his aunt get out of the car. And immediately I get Tim Robinson vibes from this guy. Like, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I expect totally. his hat to have safari flaps on the back. I mean, the, the first audio, the first audio you hear is as the car is pulling up and you just hear father. And it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. You hear him shouting. He's being committed by his aunt to an insane asylum that's run by doctors Arthur and Sybil Seward. They're not married. They are siblings. I think they're twins. Yeah, um, I think they're supposed to be twins. Right? And because yeah. twins twins love incest, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I mean, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We are. Sorry, sorry. I was like, that's one of those things that I was like, I don't know if I'm following this. <laughs> Well, not too, as closely not as I need to be. But then, but then later in that scene, they make it explicitly clear that you're watching. <laughs> right. what they you sure do. Watching. They yeah. sure do. <laughs> because she's like, I'm sorry about your dead wife. And he's like, yeah. 
traumas do have a way of affecting one, and then it shows Kay Parker playing with her tits. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So immediately, we know something's going on there. So they get him in there, Van Helsing's on the way, and Arthur says, tell Nurse Lawson to see me in my study immediately. And I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to launch into an aside so soon, but this is interesting because Nurse Lawson is played by Seika. Mm-hmm. This is Seika's first feature film, and she actually had kind of a run-in with John Leslie. <laughs> because she said she walked in first day and like all the guys were sitting at some table, like eating breakfast or something. And she said she immediately felt like the new meat. And then John Leslie apparently wrote a scene into the movie that was not in the script for her to perform with him. And she was (laughs) like, I'm not doing that. That's not in the script. And he like argued with her a bunch. And she was like, she told the Rialto report. She was like, John was very good at what he did, but John did not like women that much, in my opinion. (laughs) Wow. Then she refused to work with him or to do that scene because it wasn't in the script. And he tried to force the issue. And then she threw her saddle shoe at him and said, I missed his head by a cunt hair. (laughs) So she almost clocked him. And then he was like, you'll never work in this town again. And she started walking away. And the people were like, oh, don't worry about him. Like, just don't pay attention to him. It's fine. He just doesn't like she, women. He just doesn't like women. And she and so I, I feel like there's real animosity between the two of them because he yells at her at a, in a later scene too. Yeah. And I feel like, but I think when he says, tell Nurse Lawson to come see me in my study, I think he wrote that in to like kind of set up that scene. And then it, didn't and then it was just like, nope, no scene. Absolutely yeah. not. I was just going to say, I love that Renfield's like, when he goes in to like find Dracula or whatever, he's like, "You're not my daddy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a, Just, I think it's like the line of the film. If I'm was, being perfectly honest, that was really good. It was very good. I, actually, well, I that cracked me up because uh, one of my bandmates and I had a running like you have to have running jokes to stay sane on tour, and the running joke was that if we're ever no, you're not his daddy. Of, no, if we're ever in a room full of people, we just start a an improvised conversation about a mysterious man named Daddy, who we both had like, <laughs> like sort of owed favors to, you know, or like how Daddy Daddy would be displeased with like the writer backstage. Oh my! And I, I feel God. like Jamie Gillis as Dracula could slip right into that role that you're oh, describing. He was definitely that Daddy. Yeah, but like it's. Renfield also says, like, I'm here, master, and then pulls the stake out of him. And then you see, you know, like the the screen, like, does a little circle, circular spinning yeah. shot thing. And then yeah, it's, yeah. you know, Jamie, Dracula. And then he says, you're not my daddy. <laughs> and then there's some wolves. And he's like, listen to them. Children. What do you guys think of his accent? I So I have a note that just says insane accent on Gillis here. Yep. It's almost cartoonish. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. it's not like I feel like the Dracula accent is one of the easier accents to do. You know? Can you um, do it? Well, yeah. What I'm do you? Yeah. Gonna, what are I'm you? Not, yeah, you do it. I'm <laughs> not doing it. I'm not doing it here. But everyone knows it's easy to do. You know? And like, you call yourself a Dracula? I'm a Dracula. I mean, I don't have to do the accent to. You know? What, you want? You want me to throw a cape on? I think that's a little insensitive. <laughs> yeah, that would be appropriate. But oh well. Uh, my, my culture is not your costume, Claire. <laughs> But I like when I like when the wolves are howling. One could say it sounds like a real wolf parade. One could say that they could, yeah, 
you could I definitely have that written down. I'm so tired already. <laughs> I'm so tired already. <laughs> okay, you need to perk up. Okay, okay but I'm the ready. Ac- the accent so. is legit weird. It's a weird take on Dracula. I, I mean, I think it's it, it's classic, but it's just a little overdone. But then he, he bites Renfield. But then we get one of my favorite scenes in the movie, aside from the you're not my daddy line, mm-hmm. which was incredible. I have two scenes that I absolutely loved in this film. The first one was Renfield crawling up the stairs yeah. with his <laughs> eyes looking insane. So like good. what what an uh, mwah, chef's kiss, incredible dramatic actor. It's, so it's, good. Actually, it's very like I think it's supposed to be funny, but it's just like it's terrifying. It's got a like it's weird, so good. It's very like, David Lynch vibe. Yes, yes, it really, really is. Yeah, it's great. I love it. We also get a little bit of exposition where Dracula's like, your father was my servant, and now you are. And then Mm -hmm. he bites him, even though like that doesn't seem to really affect the storyline. And then we have the vampire babes come out. I love them. Oh yeah, we we have Rat Mommy. She's so so mommy. She's so hot. Oh my god. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the one with the black hair, mm-hmm. the big yeah, black she hair. She sits up with all her children who are rats. They're just like so crawling all over her. <laughs> What's funny about that is my sisters uh, had rats as children, and at one point they had seventeen, and they would take them to the park. Not all of them, but they'd take a couple to the park to play with. And they did this so much that people started calling them the Rat Girls. Okay, well that um, just these things like, are not some these things are not history. the same. These things are not it's the same. It's kind of similar, though. But yeah, but rap, rap Mommy is, she's rap giving. Rap Mommy's the one. Rap Mommy's the she, one. I wish she, she really had is. more scenes. Yeah, um, so yeah, he's too. crawling up the stairs. And then Van Helsing gets there. Do you guys know who this is, the actor who yeah. plays Van Helsing? Yeah, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, uh, his name is, uh, it's Nelder, right? Yeah, Reggie uh, Nelder. Reggie, Reggie Nelder, who was in um, The Man Who Knew Too Much. And? And? Was also and. in Manchurian Candidate as the uh, communist spy master on the request of uh, Frank Sinatra. Oh, you know, you know who else he was? Who? He's oh, he's, uh, he's Kurt fucking, Barlow. He's Kurt Barlow in um, Salem's Lot. Yeah, he is the scary vampire in he's Salem's the Lot. Vampire. Yeah, he's, so he's like he's fantastic. He's played both sides. He's played for yeah. both teams. He. Uh, he also he's the son of like uh, cabaret performers, and I think he himself was a cabaret performer during the oh, uh, occup- during the occupation, and then worked for like he worked for the BBC German service right after the war. So he's oh, lived like an he's lived like an insane life, and it, it was really interesting how they cast Ben Helsing because I felt like the script couldn't decide whether he was like uh, you know your classic Van Helsing vampire hunter. Or like Joseph, or, or just like Megala, like a fucking Nazi scientist. Because yeah. there is kind of a Doctor Strangelove vibe about him, too. Yeah. Like, op, like, like they Operation Operation Paperclipped uh, Van Helsing into. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's Operation Paperclip? Operation Paperclip was uh, a OSS CIA um, uh, program uh-huh. to uh, exfiltrate fascists who uh nazis italian fascists croatian fascists who the u.s government felt like 
had some kind of intellectual worth to them. Like say they worked on the Penamon uh, rocket program or they worked in the biological weapons division or, you know, and that's how, a lot, that's how a lot of high ranking Nazis ended up uh, escaping, um, getting the wall or, or, you know, uh, getting a job in German, West German state security services. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he does. He does kind of have that vibe. Kurt Barlow though. I feel like that's not a vampire name. Kurt Barlow, no, I, it's supposed to be like Hungarian. He's supposed to be like Hungarian, right? Like that's that sounds the, like an accountant's name to me. Isn't Kurt? Isn't Barlow the cover name? See, for the but vampire, those are the ones though? you got to like, watch out for. Those are the oh, ones. No, they're the unsuspecting vampires or the accountants. The accountants. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a sim- I'm just a simple guy. I've moved to town. I've opened an antiques shop uh, that's that right. is See? only open one day a week at night, and I Thank live in you. The, Dan and gets I live it. in a big house up on the hill. And I'd love right. to have you and your wife over for dinner sometime. Yeah. You know, I've only it. seen like half of Salem's lot because I got really high and fell asleep. Oh, it's good. What's even it is good though. What's what's also good is the sequel, Return to Salem's Lot, um, which has Sam Fuller, a uh, famous shock corridor director, Sam Fuller, who in his uh real life was in the European theater in World War II and did actually kill Nazis. Um oh, no shit. So he's in Salem's Lot too as a Nazi slash vampire hunter. Look at that. There's a there's a history lesson in every episode. Yeah. Sure I think we is. just told our we just told our friend Avery this. <laughs> you did. We want you to we, we want you to learn something every episode. This is educational. We're That's educators. Right. That's yeah. right. Okay. So after Van Helsing arrives, all these other people start arrive. We have all these other people start arriving. We have Paul Thomas as John Harker, and then Annette Haven as Mina. Mina's already a little freaked out. Then we have Dr. Peter Bradley, who always has that fucking head mirror on his head all the time. Oh, when he's... Hard to That's look at. not... I was like, what? It... And then I was like, oh, he's supposed to be a doc... I'm sorry, what? Like, who did that costume? I don't know, but it's he also, always there. He also visibly has sweat stains in at least two scenes. I didn't well, notice that. Yep. Sometimes people get sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to see a sweaty doctor. You don't want your doctor to be sweaty. I don't know if I want to sweat shame on this podcast, Dan. Yeah, Dan, I've seen you sweat at work. Sure, I'm on <laughs> I go to the, I go to the fucking doctor's office, and the doctor has sweat stains, and he's not in the operating theater, then I'm just like, this guy's nervous. Why is he nervous? He's probably not a good doctor. Do you think your job is more stressful than being a doctor? I do. Wow. All right. Bold statement. Yeah, I don't I don't see doctors. It's not like doctors have an audience, you know? They have an audience of one every day. I guess they used to. Yeah, God. God is watching them and, and is like you're God is watching them and is like, you're trying to be me. Why are you trying to be me? Why do you think you're me? Yeah, God is exactly what I meant. Do you remember what happens? They, we have like the first, it's not really a full sex scene. It's a blowjob scene with Serena. Yeah. yeah so Serena, it looks, okay. I want to say, first of all, that I thought it was really wild that we are now 10 minutes into this mm-hmm. film, this pornographic film that's an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. And we have only just seen our first instance of sex, except for the intro or like the yeah. the title the title, ca- card. The title, yeah. title card the title sh- yeah the title card which by the way i just have to say um 
with the way that it was like that woman's body was positioned, like in my stupid brain, I was like, she has incredible powerlifting form. Just incredible. I was going to say the same thing. Incredible. She has great bench form. Like this woman can fucking lift. Except your butt's supposed to touch the bench. Well, you know. It would be, she has an incredible arch. When I looked at it, I was like, her butt should be on the bench. Oh God. I know. What is wrong with us? We we spend too much time at the gym. This is all we do. Gym and porn. That's all we do. Gym and porn. Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah. So there's this really nice scene where it's the doctor with the weird thing on his head, the mirror thing Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be Mm -hmm. like, I don't even know what that's supposed to be. What is that supposed to be, actually? Do we know? So it's like an old diagnostic tool where they would, like, shine a light at it, and then the doctor would redirect the light at the patient Mm -hmm. to look in his holes. Yeah. Okay. Like a face hole. Look in all the the holes. (laughs) All the holes. Face hole. Every hole. Naturally occurring ones, ones that you as the doctor made yourself. Oh, no. All right. So it's a hole mirror. It's a miracle. I wish I, I wish I hadn't asked. Uh, well, but yeah. Well, but you learned uh, something. I did. <laughs> I did learn something. So we have the the whole doctor, and then we have this very nice young woman who is walking around this like nice garden area with him, and it looks like they're just having a nice tender time. And then all of a sudden, she's sucking his dick. Yeah. <laughs> right. And this is right after he says, "I love you," and that scares me. typical man and an interesting (laughs) interesting tidbit about serena is that she and jamie were an item at the time and seika said that like he actually had her wearing like a chain around her neck with like a padlock on it oh like this just like greasy heavy chain and she's like it's just weird that this like beautiful girl was wearing like this ugly greasy like chain with this padlock she did like jamie she said he was like nice and very handsome very sexy but like she was like yeah the padlock thing was kind of weird and then when we needed to shoot a scene like he couldn't find the key (laughs) they don't say she didn't say how they got it off but it was just the whole just jamie's bullshit just like interfering with so bizarre it's like a it's like an extremely tender scene like it's kind of a goofy kind of a goofy blowjob Okay, yeah, but what's it playing is... in the background, guys? Say what? What's playing in the background? What's what's like? There's two things going oh, on. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So there is. Um, there's a bizarrely like very well harmonized uh, piano and vocal uh, version of "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot." That's right. <laughs> Which is With... a shockingly well sung. I have to make a confession. Um. Oh. I had to fast forward through this scene because it made me so uncomfortable. Sweet, uh, sweet. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the fact like that they I have could... the only black character in the movie sing it's... sweet, low, swing low, sweet chariot. That made you uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, that and just like the context of this blow job happening between two white actors. I was like, I don't want to be watching this. This is making me feel weird. I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> It is well sung, though. Dan's right about it's. Do we think Annette Haven's really harmonizing? Yeah, I do. I mean, it sounds like room tone, you know? It mm-hmm. sounds like they just put a fucking mic up in the room and, uh, like, it doesn't sound foleyed in. It's And it sounds good. 
it doesn't sound like recorded afterwards, you know, it's oh, okay. or over overdubbed. Uh, it sounds good. Yeah, it does sound great. Also so, very again, uncomfortable. Yeah, very uncomfortable. And also uh, at the end of the scene, we don't get a cum shot. We see cum, but we don't see it shooting. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, that's right. And Katie, if you'd been paying attention, you would know that. Well, you were fast. You were fast forwarding. Maybe you thought you you skipped the cum shot. I did notice that. I mean, now that I think about it, after you said something, I was like, "Oh yeah, I see how that was missing from the film." I guess. And are you mad about it? No, no. All right. I, I can't say that I am. But okay. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. One of us takes this more seriously than the they're also weirdly, weirdly, there's no real lesbian sex scenes in this film at all. No, there's um, there's a makeout scene between the two vampire babes. Yeah, which later. is great, but which is great. There aren't, there aren't, which was sad. But I think the campiness of this film sort of made up for it for me. I just kind really? of enjoyed how silly it was. I I think you kind of blown it making a vampire movie and not having. I mean, I guess there is technically there is like a pseudo gay, like man on man sex scene, sort of uh, near the end. I do like think that you're, you're right, kind of though, Dan. By, by not, not putting queer sex in a vampire there's, movie. There's like, no homo. There's no explicit homo eroticism in this Bram Stoker adaptation of porn yeah. adaptation of a. Notorious, like historically queer coded novel, yeah. which is very yeah. bizarre. I think a very strange choice, particularly when there's such a rich history of vampire lesbian movies. Yes, well, and just vampires being queer generally. Yeah. So then we have more Dracula footage, more Dracula babes, more rats, and then we have Renfield saying, like, basically, kind of reporting back to Dracula, where he's like. Lucy was educated in the family barn, which I think that means she was fucked in the family barn. That's what I took that to mean. And then he said, you were correct. Lucy is the slut. Harker is the homo. And Nina is a virgin, just like me. There's no evidence of Harker being homosexual because he's engaged to Nina. I didn't follow that claim, but I think that I just kind of like, I, this was one of those things where I was like, oh, this movie is just has no idea what it is trying to achieve with literally any of its characters <laughs> or like <laughs> any of like their backstories or like character development. You know, this is a hangup of mine, Claire, you know, this I is, I want it to be believable. Show you, me, you rich, show me rich character development in this porn. Fuck. <laughs> Even if it's a vampire movie. Could you yeah. kind of interpret, could you kind of interpret that? Like if you were, if you were to put your head in just like the totally stoned out, uh, discombobulated mindset of the people who made this, could you interpret it as like Harker is sort of fulfilling latent queer desire by allowing Dracula to, um, you know, seduced Mina. And that essentially gets him closer to Dracula. That that's one thing I thought was wow no uh first of all most of the <laughs> okay. time all right first of the time first of all most of the time i am stoned uh second of all uh no i don't think that that yeah i mean i guess if you really want to dig deep for like some queer coding in this film Brian Feld and dracula like having a little thing maybe or like 
I guess. John, Mina's fiance, does get pretty bitchy. And he does end up sucking Dracula's dick, I think. It's hard to tell because there's a cape in the way. But it's pretty. Yeah, he's sucking Dracula's dick. He's like choking on it. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> I'll allow it. Uh-huh. But I'm not pleased about it. Okay. Well, that's the that's the vibe of this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Dracula comes to meet the neighbors. Dan, do you want to describe that scene a little bit? Dracula meeting the neighbors is, uh, I don't know, the entire scene seems completely stilted. It seems like like just like a bizarro world version of like a 70s key party where like, yeah where like no one is happy like yeah no one's having a good time no one is no. having a good time in that scene at all yeah but the aunt makes the observation that dracula looks like richard's father which is kind of a callback to the yeah it kind of sort of contextualizes renfield's thing with dracula too calling him father as yeah. well yeah it's it's just weird. It seems like there were ten different versions of the script, and they just threw out some pages. And Dan, I believe you mean Daddy. Daddy, yeah, Daddy. That's right. Gillis is Daddy. To be fair, like yeah. it all, it all kind of. I'm not ends. the only one to say that. Serena herself no, said that. There's no escaping. There's no escaping. <laughs> I also, I really. This is the first time we see that that really intense Dracula stare, where the, like the light is just mm-hmm. on his eyes. I think he yeah. does a really good job with that. And then we also have more like incest hinting where, uh, you know, he's like, and my lovely sister mm-hmm. like makes a mm-hmm. real big deal out of introducing a big, his a sister. A big to do. A big to do about his sister. Yeah. Much, much ado about my sister. <laughs> and then we also have, uh, someone says like, Oh, I hope you're going to fix up the place. And he's like, no, it reminds me of my home in Transylvania. And then Serena says it reminds me of that poem from school. And that poem is actually in the book. I looked it up because I was like, this poem doesn't sound real, but it is. It's a real poem. And then he meets Mina and we have that fiery kind of flash forward dream sequence where they're like, you see their outline in the flame and you think you see a cum shot. Yeah. Look at just a big, huge cum shot. I think it looks like pee. You know what, Dan? I want you to go ahead and share with us what it is you're thinking, because I have my own theory, but I have a feeling that it's different than your theory, okay. your reading of this well, fine piece of cinematography. I think this. I think there's a fundamental sort of brick wall that we're hitting with this this scene. You know, some of us think it's cum, some of us think it's pee, which is a classic thing with male orgasms. No one can tell whether is it semen or is it urine ejaculate or pee an age-old question that science cannot answer can't solve it people have their own opinions you know sometimes colored by what they like or don't like and i think we'll never know that what comes out of the end of a man's penis when he reaches orgasm the stream is too strong for it to become it's Mm. just it's so it's so sorry Katie, katie you give your reading so my reading Both are is that the Dra- balls. Sorry. <laughs> I swear to God, it's just You're too online, right. man. You are terminally <laughs> online. Too online. More, perhaps more online than Claire and I, which is saying something. Oh, you're barely online. <laughs> well, anyway, so I think that Dracula has a piss fetish. And I yeah. think that it's, it doesn't just go with this scene where you see so much that you're like, 
I think that might be piss. Mm-hmm. It's the it's it's a scene coming up pretty quickly. I think we can yes. skip all the hoity-toity bullshit and just jump mm-hmm. to the first biting scene. Sorry, you want to skip Renfield saying, "Daddy, I'm confused. I have a hard on." You want to skip that? You want to breeze right by that? I just, you know, I think I'm, I'm just eager to talk about the piss scene. So yeah. what happens is Dracula walks in on this woman going pee. Lucy. Lucy going pee. Mm-hmm. And we hear it. I mean, it's it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he walks in and then he starts growling at her. It's mm-hmm. like a dog. Like, like he's like arching over her and getting really close to her and she's like all freaked out and i'm like why is this man in the bathroom with this poor woman like of any of the places where you could have put dracula and lucy like it had to be her taking a piss like i i'll, t- I I'll think- tell you why oh no oh no does jamie Love have a piss the bathroom stuff with that guy oh no big, big, big bathroom guy Big bathroom guy, and especially his later work. Yeah, and it was definitely a like toilet stuff was a thing with him and Serena specifically. Oh God! Well, one time, yeah. one time, Sharon Mitchell had to come over to Jamie's apartment because he was fucking C.J. Lang and like had her head in the toilet, and he was like, "I can't." It was it was configured in such a way that he couldn't get her out of the toilet without drowning her or something like. She was in like they had somehow they, they around and found out like it was so then Sharon Mitchell had to come rescue. I mean, no one was mad. It wasn't intentional. He wasn't trying to drown her, but but that's why I think that's why I think the urination is uh, is in that scene. People are always like, "Why are these stepmothers getting stuck in the dryer all the time?" You know that. Oh can my never god! Why does everyone life. keep bringing this out up? Like it's something that I would. <laughs> Who it's is watching common. this? It's, I don't it's just like, you. <laughs> it's like, oh, is it is it not real? People get their heads stuck in stuff all the time. Like I said, I got stuck in a dog door that one time. <laughs> Nobody fucked me. Stuck I under just, a bunk bed, in a dryer. Um, under you know, a couch, under, under a, a couch. coffee table. Yeah. The dryer is pretty common. But yeah, Lucy's on the toilet. Dracula Jamie comes in, starts growling at her. He takes her tit out. He bites her boob. And then his dick is also out. He doesn't really do anything with his dick. It's just He's, there. It's just out, yeah. Does I mean, I think you kind of see something that could look like cum on her boob. There's also blood on it. But you don't really see, you don't see him bite her boob, and you don't see him cum on her boob. But it's kind of implied that both things happened. So I have a problem with... Yes, it's erotic. Like, tits are obviously erotic in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Like, how do you get a vein, right? Because, like, you have the whole point of biting someone in their neck is that you're infecting one of their primary ways to get into their blood, right? Yeah. Well, also, you want to get the blood out because you need it because that's what you eat. So you... You suck here or you suck on the neck. On here, I'm sorry, I'm pointing to my wrist like you guys can see what I'm talking about. But here on your wrist or in the neck. So like what is up with the 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 titty bite? Like I I mean I you know what's you know what you know what's up with it. Like you, it's a stylistic choice because it's pornography. But like it's erotic. It's, it's erotic. yeah. It's erotic, erotic to bite a titty. There's there's 
veins and boobs, but like not, you're right. It's not a, it's, it's mostly a, fat though. Yeah. It's not a blood highway. doesn't make any like, fucking sense. A blood highway. I'm just, um, <laughs> so sorry. I said blood highway. <laughs> but yeah, I get your point from a, from a physiological, like medical standpoint, there's also a, like an artery right in your thigh. You can kill someone if you nick it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but they could have gone for that. That would have been erotic and it would have big, also been, big, a, yeah. Big turnpike on the old blood highway there. I'm just, <laughs> you know, oh God, here we go. Two of you, I swear to God. <laughs> Dan's never coming back. No, I'm just kidding. Dan, you well, can come back anytime. That was nice. It was nice while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. All right. So after, after the boob biting, yeah. Sorry. You want to say more about it? Nope. That was it. I was just wanted to say that is a primary hang up that I have with this film. It's not believe. It's not believable. The biting's not believable. <laughs> it's all over the place. I like that you're doing your Italian. It's, when you do a hand gesture like that, that's when I know you're Italian. <laughs> so next we have Van Helsing taking the tour of the asylum. Dan, do you want to describe some of the characters? Yeah, we got um, we have an infantilized woman uh, who is in a room with a uh, cowboy. Um, I forget the exact quote, but Van Helsing explains the cowboy as uh, kind of like a guy who wants, like, who is manifesting the American West and also just wants to fuck everything. So he wants mm-hmm. to just be out on the plane, sing his songs, and just put his dick in everything. Um, so yeah, he says Van Helsing goes cowboys. Was this how the West was won? Exactly. Yes. And then we get to Hitler guy. Yeah, there's a Hitler. So there's a Hitler. There's a guy dressed up like Hitler. Um, and they're talking about how they're treating the Hitler guy and how he's been worse lately. And it's clear that like Dracula's um, presence, uh, his proximity to the mental institution is aggravating the condition of the inmates. But I was just like, where did the Hitler guy get the Hitler outfit? And why don't you just take it away from him? Like, he's a, he's a literal, like he's, he's in literal jail. Like you control his entire existence. Take the fucking, take the outfit off of him. Let this be like, you can't wear this, dude. You need to get, you need to get better. And you're not getting better. The longer you wear, the longer you dress like Hitler, the worse you get. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> point i have no i have to say like i'm laughing because i had the same thought i was also like why why is this a like a character theme in this fucking movie but i also had the same thought which is like why why not just take his nazi outfit away from him like why is why is he wearing the band around his arm like yeah like you're the boss of the hospital also why is why is everyone else in this hospital wearing like normal people clothes? And then there's whatever this they one want. charlatan who's like dressed like Hitler just yeah. going off in this jail cell. Like it was, in my opinion, I understand we're talking about pornography here, but in very, very poor taste. <laughs> like, yeah. Come weirdly, on, man. <laughs> weirdly, uh, I didn't think. I didn't think about that. I wasn't like, which is disturbing to me. Now that the like, my one of my thoughts wasn't take the Hitler outfit away from him. I was just like, oh yeah, crazy Hitler guy. Oh Claire, oh Claire. This guy did make like a Hitler, like a Nazi horror movie. 
Nazi zombie horror movie called Cataclysm. Oh, really? oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm familiar with that movie. And that was like, that That was kind of a thing in, in that era too, because this movie is what, 1978, 79? 78, yeah. 78, yeah. So in and around then, you would have had, you know, stuff like uh, Canadian, Canadian production, uh, Elsa, She-Wolf of the SS, yeah. uh, Love Camp 9, all the, all the sort of Nazi exploitation, uh, sexploitation stuff. That I do literally then. have a note in in my i'm looking at my what the sheet thing? of notes here that says why is there a nazi in this movie well i mean <laughs> you can argue there might be two nazis there might be the hitler guy and van helsing himself is kind of nazi coded and really goes off during yeah, the tour of the that's true and and he's also kind of on his his like kellogg shit where he he basically uh he basically talks about giving the patients animus Right? That's true. Uh, yeah. He wants to do enemas. And then as they're leaving the patients, they're going like to an, uh, the lab or whatever. He says, Arthur, break up the cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Which this is guy an, has so many great obvious throwaway nod lines. to Freud. Like just yeah. really good shit. Yeah. So many good lines this guy has. And and I missed some of them because I had a hard time understanding. I really wanted subtitles in this, but they don't have those on two porn classics. I have a note here that, that right around that scene that says, uh, I am glad that we haven't seen and probably won't see Van Helsing's penis. We do not. No. We do not see his penis. So you got no. your wish. Yeah. And if we did see it, we wouldn't see much of it because here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm going to stand for Van Helsing for a second okay. in this film. Gross. Ew. We don't need to see it. No. Pop, well, pop, I don't know. Pop, you know what? We're not here to kink shame. If that's your shit, cool. But I feel like in this particular film, I didn't need to. I didn't feel like I wanted to. But like, had he been cast differently? Chopin. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like an omission in a way. Because he's a main character. Yeah, because he's a primary yeah. character in this yeah. world of, of Dracula. I think they... Again, like this is an instance where they prioritize trying to make it more movie-like, mm -hmm. right, and more mm -hmm. serious by casting Van Helsing as a non-porn actor. But who right. knows? Next, we have Doctor Bradley, Mister the Thing with the Head, the, the Mirror, Mister the Whole Mirror, yeah, the Mirror Head guy. He's looking at Lucy and he's crying and he's thinking about getting that blowjob and he's looking at the marks on the boobs and van helsing is like don't be a crybaby and then he's yeah. like oh it's weird like you just gave her a blood transfusion yet there's no blood in her eyes which i don't know what that means really like her eyes are bloodless and then his blood tests are in order there are some like total dialogue flubs in this movie like somebody mm -hmm. mispronounces the name dracula and they just let it left it in <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Well, with a porn film, you don't have as much time, I think, to shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. certain things slide. Fast um, and then loose. we have, then we have him doing a blood test. Just got various test tubes, and he has John Holmes read some letters and numbers, and then he's like, "It's a vampire. It's Nosferatu." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he would know. He's the vampire detector. He would know. And then he goes and he examines Renfield and Renfield's doing this whole thing of like, send me away from this place. Send me away. My cries at night are going to disturb Miss Mina. Something bad's going to happen to Mina. He thinks the wolves are talking to him. 
Mm-hmm. Then we have Henry the orderly who's dressed like an evil ice cream man. And he basically is just like, ah, this guy's crazy. He thinks wolves are talking to him. Obviously they're not. And then Van Helsing says, we know why the wolves talk and we know how to stop it. Then Renfield threatens him, says, you know too much to live, Van Helsing. So we just have, I guess it's just foreshadowing of him being like, you better get me out of here or Mina's going to die. And of course, they don't yeah. listen to him. No. Interesting thing about Bill Margold, that guy was a big deal. He has over 200 credits as an actor, and he also wrote and directed about 20. He has about 20 credits each as a writer and director. Uh, was also a fierce advocate of free speech. I actually have a friend who knew him really well, so we'll have him on, my friend Patrick, to talk about and tell some Margold stories, but like just real interesting guy. Then we have John Leslie being like, put Renfield in the room, then go see if Mrs. Renfield needs anything. Yeah. This and what is- does she need? She needs a, a guy who's like um, sort of identifying a stage prop is that he has an apple all the time. She needs she needs to get railed by that guy. She's get get railed <laughs> by the guy with the apple. Yeah, and he, and that's a pretty short scene. Again, you don't see you don't really see Bill Margold's dick, and I've seen Bill Margold's dick in other porns, and it's great. So it's kind of a bummer that they just obscure it the whole time. And then instead of coming, what does he do? He crushes the apple, which again, in his hand, which is, which, and then kind of smears it on, he crushes it in his hand. And that again, made me think that were they like, were they looking for a softcore edit of this film where the apple crushing represented him coming? Yeah. 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 So I, okay. I am, I clearly had, connection i thought it was like a plum <laughs> it looked a like plum? a really yeah like it looked like a small apple and then he crushed it and i was like oh i wasn't paying enough attention but you know what it reminded me of what? was the fucking peach scene from calling by your name which i just watched recently it makes me cry every time i love it the peach uh, scene does no no <laughs> <laughs> No, no. The gross scene with Army Hammer does not make me cry. Okay. All right. No, but it did remind, it was like, why are fruit so sexual? Like, why are we making fruit a sexual object in this film? Garden of Eden, baby. I think you're, I think you're, I think you're right though. I think like the, like, Clearly, there was some deviation between, like, the X-rated side of the filmmaking of this movie and then, like, the other side, which clearly was, like, more nuanced, where the fruit crushing was supposed to be, you know. Yeah. I think they were just filming it and hedging their bets and then forgot to make two different movies and just made a bizarre, like, mashup of uh, one softcore edit and one with... Uh, I think the longer we talk about this, the more this theory seems correct. Yeah. 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 Things are making sense. Yeah. It's all adding up. It's all adding up. So after he crushes the apple over her ass, she says, the things we do for money. And I don't know why she says that. Yeah. like Unless what? like she says that. And I don't know why she says that. Unless it's like, cause she can't afford to pay for Renfield's care. That's kind but of how I interpreted it. Yeah. That's gotta be it. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Um, so now we have John Holmes, Mr. Doctor Off-Duty, and he's talking to the maid, and he threatens to give the maid a frontal lobotomy if he catches her with any of the ladies around here. Yeah, very weird. 
is a weird thing to say to someone. And then finally, like this is the first, I think, proper porn sex scene. Yeah. Where there's like multiple things taking place. But then we have these voices in the background. And I'm, I'll be honest, I was a little high when I was watching this. And it feels like something is being narrated, but it also kind of sounds like a radio play. Sometimes it sounds like Renfield. Sometimes it sounds like Dracula. Do you guys know what, do either of you know what that was? I have a theory. Yeah. What do you think it is? I think, so again, I think that there was a concept that maybe they came up with and didn't see all the way through or edited a lot of out because at the beginning of the film you hear, it's actually a really cool piece of sound design. It's like, scrolling through the radio station and they pick up a channel and then another channel. And then you're hearing like what sounds like a combination of a call-in show and a radio play that is mm-hmm. vaguely about something sinister. You know, it's like, mm. it's like, it's almost like, like what evil lurks in the hearts of men, you know, the show, it's like mm-hmm. a 1930s radio play. And I think we're getting the detritus of that script idea over top of the John Hole sex scene. I think that's right. And one thing we forgot to mention is that the maid was bit by the sexy vampire chicks earlier. That's right. Yeah. So, and now she's fucking John Holmes. There's a pool table involved. I have to say the pool table scene was really hot. It's good. It was a really, it was a really good scene until the vampire stuff happens. And then I was like, Oh no, there's too, there's too much gum. Like the teeth, there's too much gum. It wasn't hot like anymore. The teeth. the teeth are legitimate. No, they're like legitimately scary. I think it's a good choice. I think all the vampire teeth. We oh, should, ex- look like, should explain what these teeth look like. Cause this was kind of a, a thing for me. They're, they're kind of like, they're jagged. They look more like monster teeth. Like there aren't two clear fangs. They're all just kind of mm-hmm. like pointy. And like just kind of messy looking, extremely unsexy, uh, yeah. vampire teeth. But it's weird because so that the mouths do look like kind of a like psychedelic shark mouth. But then when the vampires bite people in this film, they leave two perfect fang marks, like like That's you true. think a vampire would. Kind of weird. What did you What did you think was hot about the scene? It was like pretty tender in the beginning, but it was also like, they seemed like they were really into it. Once again, this is so annoying, but I'm going to bring it up again. Like I want to believe what I'm seeing. So I I want to like feel like the actors who are like doing the sex scene or like enjoying themselves, right? Like Mm -hmm. I want to feel like they're having, like they're getting pleasure out of the scene that they're filming. And I felt like that was like pretty present in this scene yeah. up until the time that she like bites him and she doesn't and where does she bite him she doesn't just bite him she bites his dick which is sure incredible <laughs> and i which think that actually, makes sense for john holmes yeah it's very silly it's, it's a big target <laughs> it's very silly it's a lot a of veins you want to talk you want to talk about the you want to talk about the blood highway Oh the my fucking, God! Fucking <laughs> John Holmes. Speaking of blood, since we're talking about blood and John Holmes' dick, like one of the jokes about his dick is that, like, if he got fully erect, he would pass out because it just takes so much blood. And a thing that Annette Haven said about him, which was not very nice, was that fucking him was like fucking a loofah because he oh, never no. got like fully hard. 
That's not very nice. It's not very nice. We'll talk about John Holmes. John Holmes also did some things that were not very nice. What? Um. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> you know about the murders, right? He didn't murder anyone, but Wonderland. Have you seen Wonderland? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I know John Holmes is uh, a troubled individual and kind of a piece of shit by a lot of people's. Uh, but not by Seika's standards. We'll get to that in a yeah. minute when we get to a scene with Seika. But Seika really liked him. All right, so he gets his dick bitten. R.I.P. to that dick, I guess. I have it in all caps. She bit his dick. <sighs> she sure did. She sure did. <laughs> I mean, if you're a vampire and you're right? fucking Holmes, what choice do you have? So then we have more... Yeah. <laughs> then we have more Renfield stuff of Dracula outside his room... And Renfield's like, please don't ask me to do that. Not her. Why not me? Use me. And then Dracula flies into Mina's room as a bat. And yeah. she thinks it's a dream. He does bite her neck. And we see we see the marks, which really aren't on her neck. They're like behind her ear. Yeah. Yeah, it's odd. Odd placement. So after we see Mina's bite marks, then we see Seika, finally. And this, like I said, this was her first feature. And actually, she really liked her scene with john holmes she said that he was super nice after she threw the shoe at john leslie he took her out to lunch the next day and was like yeah don't let anybody like force you to do anything you want you don't want to do and then he was like obviously you don't have you know any trouble in that department and he said that like he was very nice made sure she was comfortable had like a blanket in between scenes so she wouldn't get cold john holmes though actually did that a lot like when he had a scene with a new woman he would take her out to lunch the day before buy her a little gift sometimes like right. this was a thing which i think is nice i guess but then i also read i think it's in the other hollywood that then like after he fucked him he kind of was over it they just like iced them out oh i don't know that he iced them My out but God. he just wasn't he didn't want to fuck him again usually yeah. no more how no very, more lunches how very novel how very original john yeah. holmes original guy I got to say about this scene, like, if there's a guy, if there's like a, if there's even a whisper, like even a hint of uh, vampire doings transpiring Mm -hmm. in and around your mental hospital, and there's a guy with bites to fang marks on his penis chained to a bed, don't unchain him. Not even one arm. Not even one arm. Uh, That was her, that was her biggest mistake. She comes in, she's like, oh, how you doing? And he's like, oh, my, my penis hurts a little. (laughs) <laughs> and let me see those nasty bite marks. And he's like, oh, they itch too. Can you unchain my arm so I can scratch my dick, basically? And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, just one arm. I'll trust you. And then immediately he grabs her. Yeah, he goes And the scene mode. was weird because, like, there were a couple of times in this movie. Yeah, it was erotic. And I guess, like, the times were different. But, like, it's a horror novel interpreted as, like, this weird pornographic film. But, like... There were so many times when, like, shit was not consensual. It really turned me off. It was, like, really gross. And this was one of the... You can use the word rape. Like, it's a vampire. (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're just dancing around using the word rape. (laughs) I mean, it was gross. You know, it was gross. Then the Bill Margold scene, I don't think that was rape because she literally says, like, help me, help me. Like, I think it's implied that she's asking to get fucked. She's like, help me, help me. I want to get fucked so I can go to sleep. Yeah. This one was kind of gross, and then like definitely the necrophilia one was like the coffin one is kind of insane. But this one, there's the 
But one thing I noticed is the undre- the undressing portion of this scene is it's so long. It's almost like a black it's like hole. Forever. It's almost like a black hole joke. Like <laughs> there's just always another piece of clothing to be yeah. uh, awkwardly well, wearing... removed by vampire John Holmes. <laughs> Because she's got a lab coat, a little nurse outfit, and then like a full corset underneath yeah, that. Which she's kind of struggles with in real time. Like they, there's no yeah. editing. Like there's no editing. You see, you see him remove every single piece of clothing. One yeah. thing I'll say about the scene is that he bites her first, and so I get the idea that late that she kind of gets into it later as she becomes more of a vampire. But maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'm reading too much into it also you know what i just realized she has another sex scene later and she doesn't bite anyone she's just normal yeah that's right that's weird but yeah i don't know the next one that's coming up for me is the one with the titties yeah well this one's this one's later but just to to finish up this scene like yeah the fucking undressing takes forever and then we have all the patients in the background shouting words of encouragement, like, yeah, get her. Which and is then when so he... gross, by the way. Yeah. Just really, really icky. It gives the ick all the way around. I mean, he's a monster. And when he looks up, when we first see him, like, as a vampire, like, with his fucked up vampire teeth, it is scary. Like, yeah, he it's looks a le- insanely hideous. Like, Yeah, it's horrifying. Like, and usually I don't like John Holmes as an actor that much, but I think... I, I think that was a really good moment. I think that could be in any horror movie and it would work. Yeah. It di- I did tense up when he went down, when he went down on her. I was like, oh God, with those teeth. <laughs> and we don't see him erect for most of the scene. Like, if at all. We do later. There's okay. like one good shot of his dick. I love that you and- were like, it made me cringe to think of him going down on her with those teeth because that like kind of is in my head the worst case scenario is like right. someone using teeth in a way that it's not not, not cute nice. not, not cute. nice like what are you doing down there man i don't know that there's a cute way you can use teeth down there i mean mate i'm sure there are some exceptions but in general and again no cum shot no what no. are we doing here God forbid. I, We're not showing penises ejaculating. It's, that's that's for We're sure. not. They're refusing. Okay, yeah. then we have Arthur and Sybil. Kay Parker appears. Usually when Kay Parker appears, there's like a 50-50 chance there's going to be some incest. She's... <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what... Taboo is about her fucking her son. Interesting. Wow, yeah. I can't... I am... What a ride. Yeah. What a journey we're about to embark on. Yeah, and and in this scene, she basically says the name of this podcast. Oh, yeah, you she like does that? say you like she, that. She says, is this what you like? You yeah, like that. Oh. <laughs> yes, she does. Um, is and this then, like, Arthur, remember this? Re- remember how much you like this, Arthur? And then Arthur says, maybe the best line in the whole film for me in terms of sheer weirdness, which is, it could have been your cock, mother gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep i have that written down too so fucking good it's just we have we have a nearly titular line for yeah. this podcast yeah and then yeah. we have some really gnarly incest that both of you seem to be very into 
I'm not. I I'm just. Del- I'm just delighted by this line of dialogue. Like, it's yeah. somebody wrote it. I mean, you're not going to see that in a film uh, now. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, you will I, not. Like, it's really dialogue of the time. It's uh, charring and very upsetting and weird. And uh, in the context of this scene, it's great. Yeah, this could have been your cock, but Mother gave it to me. Yeah, it's a line. That's a and line. And he does a good job with that. I think so. If you don't know that they're siblings, though, I think the mechanics of the scene are good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're both really good performers. Actually, when when she says, "Is this what you like?" I actually, in my high days, said, "That's what I like." <laughs> I forget what was happening at the moment, but I liked the scene. Oh yeah, she's blowing him, and then she fuck, and then he fucks her from behind. I kind of his monocle. Finally, the monocle falls from his eye and just kind of like bounces around her ass. He keeps saying, oh, my sister, my sister. In case you forgot, he's fucking his sister. Yeah, he's going to remind you. He's going to remind you over and over. He's going to make it weird. And then again, we see come on her tits. And Kay Parker, also known for two things, incest and her tits. But again, we don't actually see the come shot. And then as soon as he comes, we have immediate, I guess, post nut clarity where like you could tell he's just fucking bummed out. Like, oh, fuck, I fucked my sister again. Again. Oh, no. It happened again? Oh, dude, I said I wasn't going to do it and I oh, did it. Oh, my God. Wait, Claire, how do you define post nut clarity? I think it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? It's just like... Yeah, po- like after like- you have an orgasm... Dan drags on his cigarette. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> See, there's the nut. First comes, first comes the nut, and, and the madness, the madness of the nut, and then, the, and then the nut goes, and then. When you're horny, you don't think clearly. That's true. And That's then, true. Yeah, and then after you come, you're like, ah, fuck, I. I'm thinking clearly now, and maybe I should have done things yeah. differently. God, I did it again. You're like, I fucked, I fucked the dishwasher again. How <laughs> dare you? Someone else needs to be on this fucking podcast regularly to body Claire because I'm so sick of getting bullied. <laughs> I don't like this shift. Um, but I also. There's nothing wrong with fucking. You know what? I'm not classist. I'll fuck a dishwasher. I was I a dishwasher, care. and I, I, you know, whatever. When you said fuck a dishwasher, I thought you meant getting stuck in the dishwasher and like fucking in the dish. No. It doesn't matter, no. Eleanor. No. This doesn't go in there, Eleanor. Okay. This. I, I'm post weightlifting. Can we just appreciate that I am still alive right now? <laughs> post post pump clarity is what you have. Post pump I have clarity. The, I have post pump exhaustion is what I have yeah. right now. I feel really stressed out because I can't keep anything straight because there are so many fucking characters and none of it is a one-for-one comparison to Bram Stoker's uh, Bram Stoker's novel. Bram Stoker. So, Bram Stoker. Stoker. <laughs> this motherfucker said Bram Stoker. Dude, that is going in, Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> That's what this should have been called. Yeah. This should have been called Bram Stoker's Dracula. Are you okay? <laughs> I literally said, I literally made a mental note to myself prior to getting on this call where I was like, <laughs> 
please don't say Bram Stroker. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, I'm glad you did. Anyway, I'm having a tough time following, as always, but particularly this film. I had a hard time following. There's just, it's kind of confusing. But after, so after Arthur fucks his sister, then Dracula comes to see him because he wants to give blood to Mina is the reason he gives. He wants to donate blood. And then he meets Van Helsing and he's like, oh, fuck, I know this guy. He's like, we know the name even in Transylvania. And then Dracula's like, oh, I'm squeamish about giving yeah, blood. Yeah, he's like, I can't, I can't give blood. God forbid. I can't, I can't yeah, give blood like, if oh. someone's looking. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, can I look in your eyes? Then he does mm-hmm. the stare. Then he bites her boob while her radio show plays. Mm-hmm. Like there's an announcement like, oh, you're, you're, and it's like just some sort of like 70s feminist, like second wave feminist kind of sounding stuff. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like, it's all chopped up too. It's kind of hard to follow. Yeah. And then he, he does bite her pussy and we see the two bite marks. Yes. On top of it. And then he kind of, he never fucks her. He kind of, he puts his balls either on her face or in her mouth and howls. Yeah. A weird gurgling howl. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's coming. And again, we see come, but we don't see the shot. Mm-hmm. But it, at least it's like an interesting scene. Katie, what do you, th- what, what's your read on it, Katie? What do you think? I'm okay with it. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Are we at the no, coffin let's, let's fucking scene yet? The coffin? Yeah, that's the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, Lucy's missing from the morgue. Jarvis is playing the piano. Then he walks outside. Also, like sometimes there's just grass outside, which does not match the ex- the early exterior shot of. Just... No, that's definitely like a second location. <laughs> yeah, that's not the same location. But anyway, Lucy's roaming around on the grass. There's also like a weird cutaway to like a rabbit fucking another rabbit's head. Just kind of oh. like filler stuff. Then Jarvis yeah. goes and he peeps in the coffin and he finds Lucy. Then he goes, tells Van Helsing, tells everyone. There's way too much. They have him stutter way too much. This poor man, I do not like how he was directed. There were some really, there were some really, uh, there's some racists. No, oh, he's really suffering for somebody else's art in this. Yeah. <laughs> like. But eventually, you know, he gets the message across that he found her. And then Mr. Headmirror goes and um, Van Helsing's like, you gotta stab your girlfriend, bro. Like, yep, no one else can do, do it, it for some reason. That's, that's exactly what he says. He actually says that verbatim in the film. Bro, bro you gotta stab her, bro. That's, that's what right. he says. With an Austrian accent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then instead of doing that, what does he do? Damn. <laughs> Dan, take it away, Dan. What does he do instead of stabbing his girlfriend? What I does he do to his? Well, he does not stab her. That's for sure. But I yeah. can't. I can't. I'm. I'm kind of drawing a blank on what. Uh, because there's like. There's like a. He fucks her, right? Like, yeah, he fucks her. Yeah, but he starts he, by like licking it's, her. It's so weird. It's like he. Yeah, I can't tell whether he's. He's looking at her and he's like, "I'm sad she's dead," or he's looking at her being like another victim of Dracula. You know, uh, I think he's sad she's dead. I think he thinks mm. she's dead. Mm. You don't think he? Well, I guess he knows that it's not no, because Van Helsing tells him you got to stab her, so he knows it's not a normal 
situation. Yeah. He knows that she's not just regular dead. But he can't he can't stab her. So instead of that, uh, he uh, puts That's his dick. Too good. He puts his dick in her, and uh, yeah, That's but he right. doesn't like. Yeah, but a lot more happens to that. Like he like licks and kisses her body, then he goes down on her. Which mm-hmm. I don't know what the point of going down on a, a dead person is. Or this even is the what I'm dead. saying, man. There were so many points in this movie that made me so fucking uncomfortable. And yes, this is like an undead woman, but at the same time, why? Why oh. are you? Why are you doing that? And also, and then he like gets in the coffin and fully fucks her. And I'm like, fully I got to say too, the coffin is like pretty small. It's a small yeah, coffin. It's, it's not tiny. a big wormy coffin. So they're all cramped up in there, like uh, all just smushed right in there. It but looks, then, well, oh, it looks sorry, uncomfortable yeah. and awkward. Yeah. And then I think he's getting close, but uh, he, she bites him. And then yeah. he stabs her. And then they're both just screaming. And I think that's great. Like in yeah. terms of horror movie stuff. The whole thing is like, I'm like, she's not consenting. But I'm also like, she's not an alive person. What the fuck right. am I thinking? <laughs> I don't think it matters. It's a movie. Yeah. And it's also worth talking about because like in the context of vampires in general, there is an element of like assault, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. But, but also seduction. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So there's there's so like, both of these twin things, uh, and that that yeah. Well, I feel like yeah. If you want to like, oh god, if you want to get really weird with it, like none of a vampire's victims like consent to being undead, right? Yeah, no one consents to being fucking murdered. Except you have that. I mean, that one idiot from Twilight who's like, yeah, I want to be undead forever. And there are a lot of like familiars and like vampire stories who want to, there are people who mm-hmm. want to be turned into a vampire, but that is not present yeah. in that. Maybe Renfield does. Ren, Renfield's like a thrall in this, right? Like he's, yeah. he's just, you know, he's not going to be, he's not going to be turned. He's going to be, uh, he's going to be eternally faithful to the master. He's going to grow old and die like his father. But he's not eternally faithful. He's not. No, no. Yeah. He wants to be, but he he doesn't quite pull it off. So after the double murder suicide by stake and biting, we got more stuff of just like kind of filler scenes of people hanging out. John's getting jealous of Dracula because he's been telling Mina stories about the old country. Van Helsing gets out a mirror at some point and then Dracula's (laughs) like, Van Helsing will explain why I don't like mirrors. Yeah. And leaves. Which never happens. It never, there is no explanation given. <laughs> well, he does, he does at that point being like, oh, he's, he's a vampire. And then they're like, what, really? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's a vampire, what? guys. Wait, and, he's, and he what? says the strength really? of the vampire. Yeah, he says the strength of the vampire is that people do not believe in him. That's correct. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was, uh, yeah, Exactly. 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 Et cetera. And then, and so and then we see we see Mina start to pull away from John. He's like, you're not going to die. Everything's fine. She's like, don't touch me. It's all over. I love you, but I can't help what's going on because she knows that something's not right. And he's like, I'm going to take her out of here. And But then we see him getting in a cab with Nurse Lawson. That's right. Because he's like, do you know what it's like to be married, to be engaged to a virgin for three years? And she's like, no, I've, I've never felt that emotion. <laughs> 
who among us? And then they pull him into the cab that's just hanging out. Who owns that cab? Unclear. Totally unclear. That's not how cabs work. And that scene, to its credit, does look like car sex and that it's like it takes forever for them to get into the positions. And again, like with the editing, like I felt like some of that could have been cut. It's the worst. Uh, that was the worst sex scene in the movie for me. Just Yeah, as, and Redfield's like watch, watching, right? Jarvis, yeah. like... Uh, oh, yeah. My note yeah. for my note for this is carriage scene trash dick game question mark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> carriage scene trash dick game is such a good note. Yeah. Paul Thomas. Paul Thomas actually has a good dick. And weird thing uh, about that, that you guy know is it from this movie. Pity about his dick game in this. And then again, we have Van Helsing talking. He's just like spewing vampire lore at this point he's like mounds of dirt there's mirrors he's undead he's gonna have to mix his semen with her blood and then dr seward goes are you sure (laughs) like for some reason that kills me when he's just wait what mix his semen with your blood you sure about that it's what you call uh it's what they call an info dump yeah there's an info dump (laughs) and then and then he's like if you take her if you take Mina away it might kill her I know you're in love with her but she's my niece and um Van Helsing said it's her only hope you schmuck he I like how much he starts using schmuck in the later half of this Mm -hmm. I love the ending of this movie we have John trying to rekindle romance with Mina they're like walking around he's like you've changed but you're still beautiful and she's like okay and he's like what's wrong and she's like nothing's wrong I love the night it's the only time I feel really live and he's like what you said you hated the night before (laughs) I was like this scene is amazing uh and then you know Dracula shows up in the form of a bat and he's got a great piece of dialogue which is it's that big bat go inside the house the bat will get in your hair (laughs) that's right that's like and it's that's like dude the bat the bat has gotten into more than nina's hair yeah the the bat's been all up in that yeah you are mistaken sir oh my god and then i guess the bat she's just like staring at the bat the whole time he's like eating her out Or is that later? Oh, no, that's later. He's not eating her out yet. She says something that, like, I guess the bat communicates with her telepathically. And she says, yes, master, I promise. And John's like, what the fuck did you just say? (laughs) Bat's just fucking flapping around. He's, like, trying to grope her and kiss her neck. And she's just, like, just will not break eye contact with the fucking bat. It's like it's a very you versus the bat she told you not to worry about. You (laughs) versus You first, the bat she told you not to worry about. I'm it's, glad you liked that. No, it's it's true, though. I wrote it down just for you. <laughs> sorry. sorry, Dan, what were you going to say? Yeah, sorry, Dan, what were uh, you going to say? I was going to say, to contextualize the scene for the listeners, you have to imagine the most cartoonishly stupid rubber bat shadow on the wall. Because you don't really yeah. see the bat, you see the bat's shadow, and then overdubbed just like terrible bat flapping noises that are almost louder, (laughs) almost louder than the dialogue. It's so good. It's they almost sound like someone jerking off. They do. Yeah. A lot of good sounds. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, or bad sounds depending on, there are a lot of sounds I would say. And then there's more Renfield bullshit. 
where basically he's like, yeah, I fucking told you guys, get it, get me out of here so this wouldn't happen. And you didn't do it. And now it's too late. Um, and, Dr- and, I, and Dracula shows up and he's talking to Van Helsing. And he's like, you are too late. My blood is mixed with me. That's he hits blood so hard. Yeah, it's great. That's really And they're both just kind of talking shit. He tries to hypnotize him. And he's like, you have a strong will, Van Helsing. And he's like, must be Wolfsbane. And he's like, it's stronger than Wolfsbane. And then Dracula goes away. Briefly. Renfield gets put away. And then (laughs) fucking Van Helsing's like, Dracula's just here. He tried to kill me. He didn't try that hard. No. He just did. He just did a hand thing. Like yeah, he just yeah. held up his hand. Yeah, he tried to do the hypnotism, but because um, because Van Helsing is uh, Austrian coded, um, he's resistant to it. <laughs> Austrian coded. He's literally Austrian. <laughs> Once again, John and Mina are outside. John's trying to make something a- happen. He's eating her pussy, and she's not looking at a bat anymore. She's looking at Dracula. Yeah. And like when. John notices there's someone there. The way he looks up from her pussy is really funny to me. He looks so he looks so startled, but his face is still right there. Yeah. I think that's a good shot. That's and good then shit. Dracula grabs him by the hair, pulls him under his cape, and you hear a lot of choking sounds. Yeah. He, Which is uh, when you guys think that the homoeroticism is happening in this movie. I just can't look at that scene and interpret it in any other way. Like, what else would he be doing under there? I don't know, man. Choking on dust? You gotta know this man's cloak is dusty as fuck. He's been alive for hundreds and hundreds of years. That's what you come up with? Choking on dust? Yeah, I don't know. That's not what it sounds like when you choke on dust. That's what it sounds like when you choke on cock, man. (laughs) There's, like, violently. Mm. He's violently choking on cock. Yeah, I don't think it's really up for debate. Yeah. All right, I've been outruled two to one. Uh, And then uh, probably Mina's got some dick. Yeah. Against his will. And then uh, Mina's got fangs now, and then she bites him. There we go. And then they run off to a cave or like a barn or something. A whole a kind of a, It's like a stone barn, kind of a yeah, root, almost stone like barn. A, almost like a root cellar. Yeah, like a root cellar. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they release Renfield because they want to find Dracula, and he leads, he leads them to him. But then we also have the death of Bill Margold, a.k.a. the orderly Henry. Who's mumbling about that big titted bitch Sybil? Yeah, and he also says one of my favorite lines: "All this crap about vampires. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep." But then he doesn't get to go to sleep. He's like looking out the window. He's like, "Uh oh, Jarvis is getting bit by a vampire, babe." And then he gets thrown off the building by Ren. I'm not sure by who. Is it by Renfield? It seems like it's by Renfield. I have a note that is kind of questioning who murders this guy, but. He dies and his apple rolls away finally. Yeah, yeah. That fucking apple. Yeah, he'll never he'll never crush an apple in his hand again. Fuck that guy. RIP. RIP. Um we get some vampire babes making out, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And then we see Mina and Dracula finally getting to get it on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "My queen, my queen." This was this is the this is the redeeming scene in this movie for me. I thought it was such a good fuck scene. It's really 
Yeah, I loved I'm it. I'm glad. I loved it. I thought it was so beautiful and erotic and like sexy and like not weird in the way that like virtually every other sex exchange in this movie was so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like it it was nice. But before they start fucking Renfield burst in and Dracula kills him. He's like, fuck you for betraying me. Mm-hmm. What? How and then did once he, he does that, him again, though, can you remind me? Because he he leads everybody. Well, one, he like he tries to warn them. Yeah. Like yeah. he tries to tell them like something bad's going to happen to Mina. You got to get me out of here. But then he, he leads them. He's a little snitch. Is yeah, what's he's a little, going on. I mean, he's conflicted, right? Because he's insane. Like, right. Yeah. And well, he's not. I feel like he's not completely been brought over to full thraldom. You know, he's, yeah. he's not totally subservient to uh, Dracula yet. Yeah. yeah. He's still got a little bit of a little bit of that pesky free will left. <laughs> yeah. Which but he uh, dies. which he dies for, yeah. Yeah. See, that's what um that's that's where uh choice and free will get you. There you go. <laughs> dead. Dead. That's true. You want to be dead? I don't think so. And then so then finally, again though, we have a very long undressing scene and also Dracula never even takes his cape off. Jamie Gillis does not get naked in this movie. Yeah, that's right. He takes his dick out a couple times, but that's it. Another decision that, like, I really wonder about, like, what was the process behind making this Dracula film and not showing Dracula's dick? Well, I mean, you see his dick, but the thing is, if you take Dracula out of his costume, he's just a guy. Yeah, I was going to say. You'd have to you'd have to have the budget to be doing some uh, makeup, you know. I guess they could just mm-hmm. have the fangs, but the fangs no, are we've got, we've kind of established the fangs are kind of gross and not that hot. And Dracula's supposed to be they're hot, too gummy. So. They're too gummy. They're too. I, 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 uh, they're very uh, chaotic. Not, yeah, it's uh, it's not a nice time. Claire thinks they're scary. I just think they're gross. Gross is kind of scary. I just think they're kind of cool looking. <laughs> But also keeping your like keeping your clothes on while the other person's totally naked is a power move. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Here we go with the fucking yeah. power move thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe his cape has some kind of magic that he needs to keep it on to. Uh, well, you know, it's not magic enough now, is it? That's true because what happens next? What happens next? Like they're they're fucking. I mean, the sex scene's pretty good. Like it kind of looks like she's levitating while he's eating her out. Also, the music. Did I hear snippets of Oh Holy Night? Yeah, it really seemed like that, hey? <laughs> it sounded it sounded like Oh Holy Night. I kept being like, is that fucking Oh Holy the Night? Mu- and then again, it would sound like something else. Again, the music is all over in, uh, all over the place in this movie. And adding to that, there is like a 60-cycle hum as if someone has an audio cable half pulled out of a jack going through the mm-hmm. entire audio of this film. And it disappears when people are talking. But when it's just, you know, like room noise, you can really hear that hum. They didn't get the room tone. Just adds to the Maybe. whole, uh, just adds to the whole uh, uncomfortable vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Claire. Didn't get the room I'm going to be tone. honest, I don't really know what room tone is or how it works. <laughs> that, that joke probably doesn't make any sense. But anyway, they they're fucking, the then, then Van Helsing and the doctor barge in. Dr. Uncle starts crying, oh, Nita. And then Dracula's like, oh, the sun, the sun. And he puts his cape over them at first. Yeah. But then he removes it. 
And it's like, I guess the cape isn't working. So he just takes it off. Yeah. He and just takes a big full hit of the sun. Yeah. And just is like, well, fuck, I guess I'm dead. She's dead too. And Van Helsing says, at least her soul is saved. I mean, I guess. I don't know what the basis for that is. I think that meant like because he didn't fully turn her into a vampire, she still has a human soul. Because he didn't mix his semen with her blood. Exactly. That's it. So this is the one instance where the no cum shot is warranted. Maybe the no cum shot in most of the film was kind of foreshadowing for this. This is a movie about not nutting. So you can keep your soul. This is about oh, semen retention. This film is about uh, oh, semen retention. Oh, my God. Uh, no nut Dracula. I... <laughs> No nut Dracula. Yes. Yes. Keep it. Keep it. We're keeping it. Good. It's it's almost as good as uh, Van Helsing going, Avita Zane. Let's not. Let's not. That's what he does. He says that. I know, but it's so weird. The German references in this film are deeply problematic. Well, a lot of of Nazi stuff. Anyway, so Katie, uh, you like that? You know, uh, I guess. I don't know. It was a fun time. It's just okay. a very chaotic. It's a very chaotic film. You know, I love a good film. Do you prefer Vampire? Do you prefer Dracula, game, Jamie Gillis to Seymour Love? Dr. Seymour Love, Jamie Gillis? Yeah, I Beethoven? think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I do like it. I like it. You do like I it. I like oh, that. Oh, good. What about you, Danny? Is that what you like? I, that is what I like. I mean, I like uh, anything that censors my people, you know, the Draculas. <laughs> the Drac. I thought you were going to say the Germans. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, <laughs> anything that censors my people, the German Draculas. Um, God. And the Germans, and the Germans who are, uh, you know, on this earth to keep the world safe from the German Draculas. I do have one more note. There's a line on the poster that says, this time the count is not just going for throat. And I felt like that was technically true, but fundamentally flawed because (laughs) most, (laughs) hear me out. Most of the sex that happens in this film, including with the count Mm -hmm. is head. So what gives? What would, what would your tagline have been? unbelievable you don't even have one you're just here to (laughs) criticize i'm you know i'm just i'm here i'm i'm here to comment that's all i'm here for that's all i'm good for all right so before we go i just want to thank dan beckner for joining us on the podcast thanks for having me i want to thank eleanor our producer for all the hard work she does without her we would literally be nothing because we're stupid and don't know how to edit any (laughs) audio stuff And I want to thank our patrons. Next episode, we will actually be reviewing a movie that was suggested by one of our patrons because that is one of the benefits of being a $12 tier patron. So we look forward to that. Thank you all. And uh, what did I say last time? Oh, yeah. Stay sexy. That's what I said. I'm corny. (laughs) 